Thank you for listening to another episode of the Shed Geek Podcast here at Union Grove Lumber Studios. To know more about the Shed Geek Podcast, visit us at shedgeek.com. And for all your lumber needs, call one of the team members at 704-539-5506 or visit us online at uniongrovelumber.com. Hello, all you Shed Geeks. I am your host, Shannon Latham. I'm your co-host, Kyle Summers. And we are here today with Shed Liberty. Yes. Richard Miller from AFG. Richard, uh, here to introduce yourself. Hey, I'm work here. I work for AFG Rentals here, and I'm delighted to be here with you guys. Uh, the Shed Liberty label makes me chuckle a little bit, <laughs> but but I love it that you guys are like introducing new lingo into the shed world. And it, it's kind of weird, maybe, but this is actually part of the maturation of the shed world. It's been around for a long time. That's I just, right. just before I sat down here, I was speaking to Gideon Zook with Salsa Structures. He's one of the godfathers of the shed world. Yeah. And, and it was a pleasure to meet him the first time I met him. But the maturation that's happened in the last five years, even, yeah. has been astounding. Yeah. And we ain't seen nothing yet. And you guys are going to be on the cutting edge of it. That makes me excited. <laughs> well, we hope to be. Yeah, <laughs> nothing we're, else. Uh, we, we, we certainly enjoy it. The, the, the truth is, so this is what I told Kyle last night. I said, uh, I'm, I, I, I say this a lot, uh, and he, he hears this, so probably for the hundredth time, but you're hearing it maybe for the first, and that is I always say I came with a, a laundry list of bad bosses, bad jobs, and bad decisions. And um, this is the, the industry that I feel I can let my guard down. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's like you, you feel like family when you're – when you're with the industry. So that's what I think I appreciate the most is that you, you belong. When you show up, you belong, you know, in the industry, when you're hauling, when you're selling, when you're uh, building, it's just, if you, if you expose yourself to those who are in this industry, you will find a home in it. And I think that's what I appreciate the most last night uh, here, here. So we're at the bash. We're, we're at the 2021 shed hauler bash in new Holland. You may be able to hear the trucks rumbling in the background as competitions are going on. And trust me, we didn't get a chance to make Belvedere, Tennessee, but this is um, awesome. This is amazing. <laughs> this is really cool. Were you at the Tennessee Bash? I was. I was. It was a good time. This. How does it compare? This stepped it up a whole nother level. Did it? That was awesome. I, I don't want to take anything away from it. It was absolutely fantastic. This one has a little bit different vibe, but it also has stepped up yeah. quite a bit. And the quality of the of the keynote speaker has stepped up quite a bit. Who was it? Who was it before? Oh, I don't want to say. <laughs> it was me. Oh, was it you? <laughs> That's great. Uh, it was, I, I'm still cutting my teeth on public speaking, so, I, and, and it showed. But I had a good time. I had a I lot of fun. That. Had a few tears in some people. Had a lot of laughs, and um, that, that was good. But the but last night wasn't that great. Oh and yeah, that, that's a world class. Ryan and friends, world-class ventriloquist there. Oh, man. It was, oh, it was hilarious. I was, loved how he was just picking on Sam and Jason. <laughs> like, it was great. That was great entertainment. <laughs> it was not a dry eye from laughter. I mean, no, was, literally everyone is, and, and you're around a group of haulers. So the more ridicule that you can give yep, to folks yep. like Sam or Jason, like, they're going to eat that up anyway. 100%. Yeah. So 100%. He, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, truly, truly amazing. We, we appreciated it so much. We're, we're doing a, uh, a podcast, just uh, discussions about the industry. Yeah. 
some bash around here. It's it's pretty pretty fun, isn't it? I had blood in my business when there was only two other guys building sheds. And this is Gideon Zook that I just spoke about a moment ago. Is it really? Ago. Okay. Well, would it's you, nice to meet you. Would you want to sit down, Gideon, and listen okay. in? Uh, I'm Kyle. Kyle? Yep, nice to meet yeah. you, sir. Yeah, you're you're welcome to grab a, a headphones and put them on if you want to talk. We can discuss what you've done in the shed industry. We'll be glad to. Uh, not now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate it nonetheless. Nice meeting you, sir. Speaking of, right? Yeah. What's what I love? Yeah, and no one else would like come over and be like, "What are y'all doing?" <laughs> Isn't that great? But the shit industry's like, "I want to know, hey, what are y'all doing?" It's yeah, like, "Oh, exactly. and you can tell that's why this is new. It's a new idea and it's an expansion of We interviewed someone recently that said, "When I started, there was no such thing as a shed industry. Yeah. There was a bunch of guys that built sheds." And that was kind of it and you you discussed ideas some, but it might be family, it might be um, small events, but you didn't have what you're seeing today with the Shed Expo, with the Shed Haulers Bash, so many other programs that are just beginning. So it is becoming an industry. We, we use the term all the time, or at least we hear them loosely use the industry standard. <laughs> and we always try to nail that down. What is the industry, industry standard for that? And who's sort of like over, you know, um, exposing that to everyone as a as sort of a you know, a marking to say, this is how we, this is how we progress in this, in this area. Um, we just had Jason Graber from Shed Suite on. I mean, what you're seeing with software, um, just what you're seeing with equipment, you know, Cardinal's got the tent over here next to us and like, who doesn't get excited seeing like the track seven, you know, the mule sevens, the track mules. And like, if you've never seen that and it, and they're delivering a shed to your house, um, you stop and pay attention. Yeah, you're, you're going to look and, and say, wait a minute. So this this is a real deal. This is really going on. Like this is, you, you can't throw that machine together. Yeah, exactly. You know. But where I, where I look at it too is a lot of this is happening within the context of community. Yes, yes. And I've had the privilege in my life in participating in various communities of, of people. And within that community, they will do anything for you. The kayak fishing community, especially in Texas and Tennessee, is huge. And if, if you show up for a competition, for a tournament, and you lose your, your specified measuring board, all you got to do is post it on the group and somebody will loan you theirs. Hmm. If your kayak is out of commission, somebody will show up, a competitor will loan you his. It's that kind of... It's the same way in the shed industry, It's it? the same way Man. here in the shed industry. Yes. Yeah. And that's what, one of the things that makes it special. But as that community keeps developing, it also facilitates this maturation that we're talking about and the growth and the ex- uh, path to excellence and all of that. I think it all just kind of blends together, but it's really, I think, the whole sense of community is a foundational driver that facilitates all that other stuff. Isn't that what we need? You know, we're in 2021 and there's so many discussions that you can talk about, but isn't it really comforting to talk about community? Yep, isn't it really yep, comforting yep. To, to talk about how that the exposure to that begets, you know, good? Yep. Uh, no, I agree with what, you 100%. Man. What I love, Richard, is we're sitting here right now in the Shed Haulers Bash. We're technically competition. Yeah, right? that is true. We, yeah. we, we, me and Shannon work for SmartPay. You work for AFG. They're both rent-owned companies. Well, but, Kyle's but, not much competition yeah, for I'm not, you. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not the best. <laughs> but we can we can sit here 
and and we can we can talk we can be friends like i've been in industries where you bash your competition right yep, you yep. don't um like you don't talk to them you don't go there you don't and that's what i love about now, there's a few bad apples in the industry sure mm-hmm. there's along the way but that's what i love about this like we can sit here um and i told you yesterday you know if i go to a, a lot um, just stop in, say hi, and they tell me they're with AFG. I basically shake their hand and say, "Have a good day," because I know Richard Miller <laughs> is, you know, is the guy there, and yep. um, there's no way that I'm even trying to take anyone away from Richard Miller or anyone else for that matter. Sure. But, but Richard, like you have that. We talk about shed liberty. You have that, just that, uh, that presence in the industry. And, um, I, I very much appreciate that just as a sales rep and, and just seeing you in the industry. So, um, tell us, I know you have a thousand stories, like you can't be on Facebook and not see a Richard Miller story. So, um, um, give me, give me a, give me one of your favorite stories about in the industry, something that you've gone through or something that you've, that you've done. Sure. I'd love to. And thank you for the kind words. Uh, I don't know if this is my favorite story, but it's a story I really like to tell. And, and let me preface it by, I often say, I don't defend rent to own because I'm in the business. I'm in the business because I believe in it so much because of what it did for me. And I like, I like to tell the story. And if I may, I'll, I'll yes. quickly tell yeah, the story. Absolutely. So in 2003, I moved to North Carolina with my wife and my son and I was in a pretty bad place, really bad place when I moved there. I was probably smack in the middle of a 10-year bout with severe debilitating depression. And I was literally diving, dumpster diving to get stuff out to fix up to sell on eBay. And trying to scrape by, doing a few plumbing jobs here and there on the side. Uh, But I couldn't really function well, so I couldn't really do a plumbing job effectively. Most of the time, I had, had a career as a master plumber. I was, you know... Blowing and going, involved in radiant floor heating out in Colorado. Um, got the privilege of hanging out with some of the big names in the radiant floor heating industry and to learn at their feet, so to speak, and was designing my own systems. I was on a path to success when I got laid low, shall we say, with the, with the depression. So I'm in North Carolina, struggling to survive, barely making it. I'm not even sure how we made it. Uh, but literally, when I say dumpster diving, it was a normal thing. I had my route. By the way, Staples Dumpsters, that's where it's at. That's where it's you know, at. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I, I knew this. I had this down. Yeah. So we moved to a new house that we were renting. The rent was a little bit lower, and, but it had no storage building on it whatsoever. And I had all my plumbing tools and my plumbing, leftover plumbing supplies, five to $6,000 replacement value that I had left over from my plumbing days. And at that time, I was so low that it was the only uh, anchor of hope almost that I had. My relationship with God was on the rocks completely. I'd lost 99% of my faith, that 99.9, that 0.1% of my faith was still hanging on there. So I was, I was down and out. My relationship with my wife was completely on the rocks. Uh, it was a dark, dark, dark time. But I had this one thing kind of from my glory days. And it was like, as long as I had this, I, I still had hope. Maybe someday I can do this again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I had no story shit. And so I put down a tarp out in the middle of the driveway, parking area, and put some pallets on it and piled all of my plumbing stuff on there, except for a few tools I would use, you know, on a more regular basis to store them inside the house. 
and then covered, folded the edge of the tarp up and covered it with two cheap tarps. And my friends helped me move that stuff over there. And that's how I stored my stuff, out in the, in the weather, protected by tarps. A couple of months later, I touched it for some reason, and the tarps crumbled like they do. Like tarps crumble, you know, after five years out, two years in the sun, yep. whatever. And this is two months later, three months later, something like that. And I'm like, what the world's going on? I started pulling things back, and I was met with devastation. Almost you know, every metal surface that was exposed was completely destroyed. I literally, when I, I love tools. I'm a tool nut. I had. I noticed that. I, had, I, mean, I follow that. you. Yes, yeah. I love the workbench that you, yeah, that yeah. you made. So, so you get it. Yes. So when I talk about my tools, you know how much they meant mm-hmm. to me. Plus, they were this anchor of hope left over that, you know, someday I'll be okay again and can use this stuff. I had a 24-inch ridge of pipe wrench, two 18s. Uh, I had two 24s, two 18s, two 14s, a 12, a 10, a 8, a 6, and a very rare 4-inch that's not even made anymore. I had, like, I had that whole set of rigid pipe wrenches, the best. I took care of them, oiled them, all that kind of stuff. They were all destroyed, none recoverable. Like, you cannot restore these. They were that far gone. They, they went to the scrap iron place. They were that bad. Every, everything that was exposed was destroyed. Completely. Here, a gallon jug of muriatic acid had gotten turned upside down in a milk crate and dripped out. It's a very, very strong acid. They use it to clean urinals in bars because the yeah they crystallize in bars. The very worst. That's what you use when you got to go to a bar to clean a urinal. And and bricklayers use it to clean the brick. And it's very strong acid. And it had created a corrosive cloud out there in there in the hot sun and destroyed my last anchor of hope. I was devastated i'm almost choking up remembering the hopelessness like i lost the last thing guys and it was just devastated me but see storage unit wasn't an option because it was way too far and i might need some of this stuff okay a storage building i had no cash or credit you can figure that one out without me saying it i was i was in a very i had no options and and i lost thousands of dollars and and my hope you know, I know your hope shouldn't be in your stuff, but that's all I had at that time. Yeah. And then some months later, not that long afterwards, uh, a friend of mine, John Weaver, came back from Texas, and he'd been out there visiting with a guy that I figured out, oh, yeah, that's my second cousin, this Leland Ulrich that he was out there. And Leland taught him about doing this thing, a business. John explained it to me at his kitchen table called Rent to Own with portable sheds. And I had a pretty negative impression of Rent to Own because I needed a computer to keep selling my stuff on eBay. And I went in, I found a $700 computer retail. They were retailing it for $1,200. Okay, that was their retail price. So there was a huge markup on there, huge, huge markup beyond this normal. And then they were doing rent-to-own on there, and it was going to cost me $2,300, $2,400 at the end of a year. And so I had a very negative impression of rent-to-own because it wouldn't even solve my problem. I couldn't do that. But the way John explained this rent-to-own business, a light bulb went off for me, and I said, ah, this makes sense. This is for people like me. I wouldn't have lost my tools because I could have paid a small rent-to-own payment and protected my tools. Are you following me? Like, the light bulb went on. I ended up renting a shed from John, and the few tools that I had left, I put in there, and eventually, you know, I kind of recovered it, not didn't really recover financially but got ahead just a little bit got the shed paid off in the beginning of 2008 god healed me from my depression okay and he put my wife 
on a solid rock, put me on a solid rock. Uh, by the way, we just celebrated 24 years of marriage. So we went from hell to heaven on earth. Now, there's days it's not heaven on earth, but most days it is. <laughs> but I mean, that's how every marriage, but it's just absolute, my absolute best friend and a huge yeah. blessing, just restoration from God. But he healed me of that depression, and I'm looking around for, I can enter the workplace now because I can function. And the economy crashed, just crashed, just yep. collapsed that fall. And eventually I did find a job, commission only, in the state of Texas, working, selling portable sheds, something I'd always cared about a lot. Uh, and I, I loved sheds. I had friends that were in the shed business in New Mexico, and I loved to talk with them about this and figure out the numbers and all that. It's something I actually cared about a lot. Now I had the chance to go do this in Texas. Listen, guys, I sold that shed that I had paid off, and I used the money to move to Texas to advance my life. Do you understand why rent to own is yeah. not, so it's, it's, it's a passion of mine. It's not just something I do. This is, I care deeply about this because it gave me a leg up. It gave me, it gave me a chance when nothing else was giving me a chance. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and the restoration in my life continued there in Texas. And today I'm in a completely different place in my marriage. My faith in God is restored you know, I'm not going to be arrogant about it, but I, I can't fathom anything that would shake my faith. I may get rattled, but yeah. it's just there. Yeah. My marriage is restored. My finance, financial situation is restored. I'm in a completely different place. But rent to own was there for me. By the way, I now work for this Leland Ulrich with, at AFG Rentals that taught my friend John Weaver the business. How cool is that? It's wow. just like, guys, you see, this is, this is passion for me. Yes. This is not yes. just a job. It's like coming full circle, isn't it? It is. I mean, that's that's amazing. It's an amazing I, story. I left the, I, I love selling shit. It, I had a blast, but I understood. I saw these stories. I could tell you stories and stories and stories, and I'll, I don't mind telling you a few more of people whose lives got impacted by because we gave them a chance with rent to own. Yeah. And I said, for about two years before I made the switch, I'm going to get a job with a rent to own company, and I'm going to educate the salespeople mm-hmm. about what this really is. Because a lot of people think of it as a kind of a sleazy, uh, slightly sleazy or completely sleazy uh, alternative method of financing. It's not, guys. It is an alternative to financing for people who need that option. We give options to people who are often the most fragile of our society. We help them. I definitely, I mean, I remember having like that mindset, that aggressiveness toward rent-to-own um, and, and really, you know, had worked with rent-to-own, um, selling sheds, you know, but uh, met Dave. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, we do work for Smart Pay Rental. It's, uh, you know, we're not making our living here at Shed Geek. We're, this is something that we've started for the industry, and we want to continue to, to, to try and help the industry. Uh, but so it's hard not to make a living in the industry that you find your home in. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, he tells us all the time, you know, uh, treat your, your work as kingdom work, you know. Um, but it's, it's, I remember having that hard heart toward rent-to-own when I didn't work for rent-to-own. That's what is great about exposing yourself to something different and then finding myself working in the industry and, and particularly in rent-to-own was mm-hmm. um, seeing the other side of it. Mm-hmm. So if you're, if you're coming in with those preconceived ideas about what it is, 
get ready because you'll be exposed to a lot of things that you didn't realize it was. And it's stories like yours that, that are examples of that. Um, we have, we've never really discussed our stories, but what I love about it is like, we're literally three guys sitting here at a table that are discussing rent to own that work for rent to own that are discussing the shed industry. And all three have similar stories and we didn't know each other, but God brought that moment together and those opportunities together. And I think that's what I'm the most, uh, in awe about always is, yeah, we, we found ourselves. I mean, that's how me and Kyle found our, our, ourselves to be friends was, was through church and was through, um, well, I'll, I'll give you a, a really good example. It was, uh, I found myself in a, in a low point and, and, and depression. And I called a friend, he was a childhood friend of mine. Um, and he now went to a church that Kyle went to, he's the associate pastor there. And he was a, he was a logistics manager for Graceland portable buildings. And, uh, I remember I, I called him, uh, and that's whenever I ultimately went to work there, you know, was, uh, I called him and I said, I don't know where I'm going in life, you know, and, um, what he didn't know was, you know, a day or two before that, you know, I was, <laughs> I was at the lowest point I ever been. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he invites me to church, you know, I go to church, I meet Kyle, Kyle's going through the same thing, literally, uh, found ourselves in a, in a, in a, in a moment in life where we were contemplating suicide at different times of our life within a mile or two of each other on the same interstate. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the same place and um, God healed and he brought those moments together and and uh, man I just I yeah I appreciate your story I appreciate the like brutal honesty and the exposure of what you're talking about like your 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 confidence now for one it just like (laughs) it's explosive when you're sitting here like I get I get energy because I'm like (laughs) Yes, yes. Like, he really means what he's saying, and I appreciate yeah. that. And I think we can move forward in the industry together like that. There's room. I mean, we're growing. Like, the shit industry is growing, like, mad right now. 2020, 2021 is going to be just as big, it sounds like. You have to keep putting yourself out there to do better. If you're in sales, if you're in hauling, if you're in building, if you're in rent-to-own, uh, if you're in the software, what, whatever it is that you find and – I don't know, maybe we'll be a niche to that. I don't know that we fall into that software category, but I think really just um, exposing, like uh, exposing characters in the industry. But we just love it, man. I I don't even know how to explain it. Just to, I I told you a little bit of my story yesterday, um, like the second half (laughs) of my story. But, um, yeah, I I relate to everything that you're saying. Um, I, I have... I've dealt with depression in my past, um, and I've also thought before I ever dealt with depression, how can people deal with depression? Like, I don't, I've never dealt with it. So, like, you don't understand it, you know what I mean, until you go through it. And it's even hard to understand <laughs> even when you're going rear, through it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah yep. um, and it's hard to understand it in the rearview mirror. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah because you, you feel like you just woke up one day and everything was different. Or just gray. yeah, everything's gray. gray. Yeah, and, and, and numb, and you're you don't feel anything. It's yep. just, but um, no, I I so much um, appreciate what you're saying. What you're doing for the industry in general um, is amazing. Um, the first time I saw you on Facebook, I was like, "Who is the dude with all the charcoal grills?" <laughs> 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 like, and why does he keep buying them? <laughs> putting on Facebook that he's putting them in his trunk. And then so I had to, 
I had to find out who you were because it was just, it was interesting. So we have, we have a mutual friend, Irvin Stutzman, yep, yep. over at uh, Summit Portable Buildings. Shout out to Irvin. Shout out to Irvin. Um, Good friend. Yep. He's I a great, him. great guy. Him. Irvin and Nelson over there, they're great, great people. But, um, and we, we got to we got to meet you one day for lunch. And I was like, that's the charcoal grill the guy. Charcoal guy. <laughs> I was like, that's him. You know what's really behind the whole charcoal grill Please thing? tell me, yes. I will tell you. So it's Weber's that I like. I got a big green egg collecting dust in the corner. That's a whole other conversation. But the whole thing behind the charcoal grilling, the food, I actually go out. Oh, I'm not going to give you guys my trade secrets. Oh, I, I, already, I already know what you do. No, I'm 100% joking. <laughs> but I go out and I actually grill for our clients. And I put yep. myself in a position of serving rather than just ordering it in. And there's a place for ordering it in. I noticed, not to cut you off, I noticed that you are, that's passion, you're passionate about that because you were talking about the keynote speaker last night. And yep. you know what I noticed? What? Is he needed help grabbing a bag and you were the first one to get up and grab something and you helped him out to the door. Uh-huh. And I was like, that's who he is when no one's looking. Yeah. And I, I love that. That's just my frame of reference. Yeah, my I, dad taught me that. It was amazing. Like, I, I saw that. And I think I mentioned that to you last night. I was like, did you see him, like, Servant's help the guy attitude. out? I was like, he has that servant-type mentality. So go ahead with yeah, your story. My dad taught me that. Yeah. I, I don't think he ever told me that. He taught me by, by example. Thank you. That, that's very kind of you to notice. So I put myself in a position of serving people. And because ultimately, it's not about the food. It's yeah. about love, but I hope you love the food. <laughs> By the way, there's going to come a day when you're going to see that sign-off on some videos. So, well, that. Hey, I'm just looking forward to the opportunity to eat some of this great food. Yeah. Hey, are you going to cook for us? Can we? We, we need to make, make that, that happen. Don't, don't you have happen. grills like right now in your car? <laughs> um, only four of them. <laughs> only four? <laughs> I have a complete. He must have seen the size of us and thought. Yeah. I don't know if I have enough grills. I don't have enough grills. I only have four grills. But I, food and the grilling is a mechanism, is a tool to love on people. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, can I circle back to that depression thing? Yes, sir. I've been there with the suicide thing when I was in Colorado before I moved to North Carolina. Very steep, deep, fast-flowing irrigation ditch out the edge of our yard. I can't swim. I was out there, like, seeing how muddy the ground was. And, like, if I could make my foot slip here and fall in, then it would be an accident. And then I think of my little boy in the house, and I don't want him to grow up without a dad. So yes. I pull my foot back. That's how close I was. Yes. But all that to say is I think one of the things that brings us together is not only this shared background, but, but we redemption is a big deal for That's us. Right. Okay? Yeah. And you think, what's redemption got to do with the shed? We're talking here to talk about sheds. Guys, this rent-to-own thing is part of a process of redemption for a lot of people that need it. Yeah. Like we see yeah. this through that lens. Like the guy that, oh, I cringe telling the story because, like, disclaimer, you ain't supposed to live in these buildings, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> but we know that it happens. Yeah. And so I'm going to tell a story that involves that. Guy comes in to my office in Texas, and he just got out of prison, 10 years in prison for a violent felony. Nobody will rent to him. He did secure a job. He don't have a place to live. His dad don't have room, but his dad said, if you get a building, you can put it in my backyard and fix it up and live in it. He bought a 12 by 32 cabin shell, and he put it back there. Almost three years later, he comes in, and he says, hey, I want to shake your hand. Guys, I'm choking up remembering this. He said, I want to shake your hand. Thank you for being part of the process of redemption. What he had told me is that 
He said, I met Jesus in prison. And he said, a lot of people meet Jesus in prison. He used quotation marks. He said, he said, it changed my life. I really did. And anyway, he came in. He said, I just want to thank you for being part of that process of redemption and getting back into society in my life. He said, I, I paid off my building just now. And, uh, and he said, I'm going to put it up on the market. I got a house that I'm going to do on owner finance. So I've got a place to live. I'm buying a house. I'm still at the same job. I've gotten two promotions. I'm making three times what I started out with. I found an amazing church. I'm plugged in there. Amen. And I'm working with the pastor to minister to people who, who people are starting to come to our church who've been in prison. And we're just like this whole process of redemption. Guys, we gave him an option when nobody else would. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what rent to own is? It says, look. You, for whatever reason in your life, and, and I understand there's a whole segment of the marketplace that needs the flexibility, okay? But a huge part of that, they're, they're at a point in their life when they need that option, when the rest of society, the credit-based world says no. And with reason. I ain't knocking credit-based. There's a, that's awesome, like, especially when you get less than 3% financing on a truck like I just did. <laughs> that's pretty cool. 2.54%, like... Wow. Res- that's restoration right I, there, yes, right? It is. Yeah, because when I left when I left North Carolina and went to Texas, my credit score was in the low five hundreds. And so yeah, that's just God's restoration there. But but anyway, so we're saying these people they're financially fragile. Sometimes they're fragile in a lot of other ways. Maybe they made bad choices, maybe bad things happened to them. Probably both. But they're they're fragile. And we're saying, hey, we will take a chance on you. We will give you this option. We believe you can do this. Unfortunately, it is expensive compared to financing. Okay, that's part of it, uh, and and it's just like it's well, inherent to the model. There's so much risk, you yes. know, that you that you do take on that. But um, you know, we always compare it to, and it's just a it's it, it feels like it's a a true statement to compare it to renting something that you don't own, um, you know, and, and 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 putting absolutely no equity into what you don't own uh, and every moment that it's in your backyard where you can run out and grab your tools and your lawnmower and your motorcycle and you have the convenience of having the the, the structure there close to you and you you know it's simply said as you rent it long enough you're going to own it and uh that's you know very beneficial so uh, yeah i Go ahead. You, continue on. Do you, do you mind? I got a little monologue that I use, like to use to explain the kind of concept of rent to own. Do you mind if I launch no, into it? Bring it Go on. Ahead. So in America, when you need a place to live, you have two primary ways to get it. You can rent or you can buy with cash or credit, right? You make the determination according to your circumstances. That's right. So in 2008, I'm leaving North Carolina, going to Texas. And you know where my credit score was, low 500s. I had almost no cash, just a little bit I had from selling that shed. I had no, um, I'm starting a brand new commission-based job after 10 years of a blank resume, right? Okay, this is, my uh, circumstances said, you will rent, right? There was no other option there. 2018, I moved from Texas to Ohio. And I was working for AFG, and I still am. So my job went with me. So I've got a good paying job. I've got a decent amount of cash, you know, for planning for a down payment, et cetera. My credit score is in the low 800s. I'm planning to stay in Ohio indefinitely. Can't believe I said that, but it, <laughs> I never thought I'd live in Ohio. But, but I, I'm having a blast. It's great. I live in an old house on a brick street that was made, built. The bricks were laid in the early 
1900s. It's just very cool. So it sounds like I'm getting my Weber steak before you because Ohio's yeah. my territory. Yeah, there you go. I'm gonna make. You I'm gotta, gonna. I'm gonna have to have a reason to go by. Got to go down to Texas at some point, though. <laughs> hey, I will. I will make that happen. You call me if I'm if I'm Absolutely. off the road. I'll make it happen. So so, and and the housing market was conducive to buying. So my circumstances said it makes sense to buy with credit. Yep. Now, let's say I move up here to Pennsylvania to work for Dave for six months consulting. Let's say I have $10 million in the bank. Okay? I don't. Be nice. <laughs> my circumstances say it makes sense to rent. We assign no moral judgment to that decision. Right. It's circumstance-driven. That's right. What's best for your circumstances? Now you need a storage place. You can rent a storage unit in town. It might be 20 miles from you. That's the reality for some people. Or across town. Whatever the case, it's inconvenient. Some of them are pretty insecure. That's kind of a dirty secret in the, in the storage rental unit world of how many of them get broken into. Or as in the case down where your coworker Sam Byler lives, locally there, there was a woman abducted. So they put lights and cameras up. And six months later, another woman was abducted in the same one. So, you know, I don't want to make people fearful, but that's sure. not a good situation just from the security angle. then they are inflexible. You can't put your lawnmower in. Well, you could, but do you want to go drive across town to get your lawnmower every time you need to mow your lawn? No, so you're going to store it at home. Now the lawnmower is exposed. And and then the payments never quit. But it's fair. You're exchanging value for value. I give you money. You give me access to storage space, the use of it, month after month. So that's a fair exchange of value. Nothing wrong with that model. Just got some drawbacks. Or... If you have cash or credit, you can buy a storage building in the configuration that you want. You can put the doors and windows wherever you want, in the style you want. There's all kinds of styles of sheds out there, some beautiful stuff, some more basic stuff you can do, whatever you want, in the size you want, in the convenience of your backyard with all the accompanying security there. They're flexible. You can have store your Christmas stuff in the loft. You can store your lawnmower in there, have one potting shed, pool house, Got a Have you bin. been in my shed out back? No, I'm you're not, describing I'm it not right describing now. It. So, <laughs> so this is a fantastic option, right? I mean, whatever you want, you can do it as long as yeah. you have cash or credit. What if you don't have cash or credit and the storage unit is not a good solution, kind of like I mentioned in my first story about my personal experience? What then? That's where we come in in the rent-to-owned industry. We say we will rent you a storage building. You don't need cash or credit. You just rent it on a month-to-month basis with all the benefits of buying one with cash or credit except that continually monthly exchange of value for value. If it stopped right there, guys, it would be the same thing as a house. There would be no morality assigned to it. Right. Nobody would say, oh, my God, how much did that cost me? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You wouldn't have those conversations. It would be circumstance-driven. We would assign no morality to it. But we offer an optional path to ownership. Optional. You don't have to, but if you want it, you can do the early purchase option, or you can make all the rental payments, we give it to you, and then all of a sudden we see it through a completely different lens that is completely inaccurate, and then it looks like something sleazy. And that's bizarre to me when you really understand it. That's where we come in. We are out there on the front lines training the salespeople That's right. that interface with the public and educating them one salesperson at a time, and then they educate 100 customers and 200 customers and bring people's understanding and perception of rent-to-own into re- 
alignment with the reality of what it is, a beautiful, although be expensive way, get that. It's unavoidable um, way for people to move their life forward. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. We're part of it. No, absolutely. I think, um, I think that it's important. The sales, the sales professionals that are out there, I mean, they, they literally make or break the, not only the sale, but they, they make or break in many ways the, um, what, the vision you're trying to put forward for not just rent to own, but for your company. Mm-hmm. Um, we found ourselves so many times doing, you know, where we're, we're training and we're, we're hearing sometimes even people who have been in the industry for a long time. Um, saying, oh, I never looked at it that way, or I never saw it from that angle, or I never stopped to learn because I'm so busy. I'm wearing so many hats. Uh, it was somebody that we signed up recently, and, and me and Kyle were doing the training, and the owner said, you know, he just kept thanking us. Thank you. It's like, we're doing our job. And he's like, no, thank you because I needed this. Thank you because my salespeople needed this. So we're, we're sitting there talking about sales philosophy. We're talking about how you approach and describe rent to own from start to beginning or, or if you're just passively using it as an opportunity to, to sell, you will actually increase not only your business, but you will increase the potential for you to have a long-term business if you continue to, to do things in the right order. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that is learning. You, you don't get to bypass the hard stuff. You don't get to bypass the hard years. That, nice. those are, yeah, those are very few and far between that someone doesn't get the blood, sweat, and tears to, to eventually get the gains. You, you're going to have to go through something in life, in your business, in, in your marriage, in something. And, um, and I think that's what it is, is you have to sit down and you have to get the mindset right with the, the dealer and with the manufacturer to say, this is what we provide. Can you share that with your customer the right way? Because your customer ultimately becomes our customer. So we have something vested here. You know, uh, the model I like to say a lot of times is, you know, America, you know, you were talking about your monologue and, and I'll say, you know, you, you have two basic forms of business. You have a uh, product that you can sell or a service you can offer. I mean, we're doing both. We're having to see both sides of that. Yep, yep. Our, our customer, the dealer, is selling a product that we eventually own and providing a service to a customer that we eventually serve. Yep. That's very dynamic. So you have, you have a whole lot there that you have to sort of supervise. It is actually a, a fairly complex arrangement because we, who is our customer? Is it the dealer or is it the end user of the barn? It's both. Yeah. And, and yeah. so it has a lot of complexities to it. Uh, but it's all you know, part of the game. It's all fun. By the way, you talked about sales philosophy and about, you know, what our philosophy is behind what we do. And just like I said about the food, in the end, well, let me back up. Let me rephrase that. I like to say that do it for love. And people say, man, that's hokey. you got to make a profit. Make a profit for love. You know, like love, I, I say, guys, love should be the foundation of everything we do. Yeah. Including rent to own, selling a shed, building a shed, delivering a shed. Make it, it do it from love because you care about people. That's right. Love thy neighbor. Yep, right? exactly. When you do that, then we say, well, we're going to focus on excellence this year. Why? Because we love our, our employees, our, our clients, our customers. Do it for love. Yep. I, I, I love it. No pun intended. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that's great. I love it. Uh, you got anything else for, uh, for Richard here, Kyle? 
Now, now, Richard, if you don't care, just tell people um, how to find you. Um, we'll make sure to edit out all that part. Yeah, and, and <laughs> when you say when you say afgreynolds.com, we'll we'll put smart pay in on the tag instead. It's going to sound really weird as he's giving us commercial, yeah. and then you hear. You should call. Uh, be sure to check out Smart Pay. <laughs> By the way, as you guys know, I, I put a picture up on Facebook of me with you two guys last night. Yes, and and for those of us that are. Well, those that are listening to the podcast, all three of us have shaved heads, big bushy beards, and we're none of us are skinny. Okay, I'm, hey, I'm, I'm, hey, the, hey. I'm the least skinny. You're the most skinny, Kyle. You're good. Thank you. He said I'm the most skinny, Shannon. Yes, so, so that's okay. You know, I'll I'll take it. I'll take and then, it. But somebody said, "Aren't you guys supposed to be enemies under that?" Because we work for yep. you know two different companies, like I know the guy was joking. I know sure. that, but I look sure. at that and those people that think that. I can't wrap my head around that idea. Yeah. If somebody wants to be my enemy because they're a competitor, I, I still love them. Yeah. And, love, and love thy neighbor. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, I'm Richard Miller with AFG Rentals. And if anyone wants to reach out to me, you can reach me at, at Richard at AFG Rentals with an S on the end there, dot com. Richard at AFG Rentals dot com. Or you can give me a call or text me on my cell phone, 817 659 9925. And that's how you get a hold of me. Sounds great. Awesome. You're going to get a good steak. So, what territories are you in, Richard? I'm actually kind of the dealer representative for everything my, for the entire. My okay. title is director of client relations. Okay. So I'm not out there soliciting new clients at this point. I am taking care of our existing clients. Gotcha. And right now we have clients from coast to coast and basically border to border. Well, awesome. then if you get new clients, you can just send them to me. Yeah, you're not looking for new clients, right? <laughs> Guys, I have, I have referred people. I'm sure Corey won't mind. I have referred people <laughs> to you guys who were not a, who I thought were good, but were not a good fit yeah. for our company, and I, I'll happily do that. Well, if we, they're not a good fit for us, they might be for you. We hey, do the same. Thank you. That, we I appreciate, appreciate that. that. Well, we, uh, we've been here with Richard Miller and uh, the 2021 Shed Holler Bash. It's been an excellent time. Really feel like we found um, or, or just continued a friendship with uh, someone in the industry. Please take from this that that's what, what our intent is. So um, use the energy that you hear here in this podcast today. Move forward to love your neighbor today. I think that's the message that we got yep, today. Yep. All right. Thank you, Richard. We thank appreciate you, Richard. you joining us. Appreciate you. Welcome back to another episode of the Shed Geek Podcast. This is Mo Lunsford of Union Grove Lumber. We would like to welcome you to the Union Grove Lumber Studios. Hey, we're this year's studio sponsor. And this is your host, Shannon Latham. Here at the Shed Geek Podcast, we give you education you can use and entertainment you need. <laughs>